Welcome to the Live Nourish podcast. I'm your host, Katarina Greer. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and the founder of LiveNourish.co, where you can find my blog, recipes, and services. On this podcast, I chat about all things health and wellness related to help you live a nourished life. Remember, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice. It is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Live Nourish podcast. Hope you're all having a great day so far. Here in Victoria, it's we had a sunny day, but it was super windy. Um, typical West Coast, although this year has been more windy than any other year that I've been here, and I've been here like 22 years of my life, so that says something. Um, but I also just got back from Tofino, so if you've ever been um, to Vancouver Island, you've probably heard of Tofino or have been there. It's a cute little surf town. I have basically been going since I was a baby, since I was one, and we've gone almost every year except for two years, um, but yeah, it's just such a great time to like get away and just spend time with family, and it was a mix of weather there. We had like rain, wind, sun. It was a whole thing, but um, yeah, excited to be back, and I'm super excited for today's episode because I have on my good friend Georgia, who is an osteopath, and she is from Australia, and we connected through a mutual friend this year, and yeah, I've been seeing her um, specifically like for like my knee and then also for my shoulder because that's where I just carry all like my stress and tension and so she does manual therapy and it's just like super cool the different things that she does. She also does cupping on the back if you've heard of that and just like all the stretches that she recommends. Um, Super helpful and I honestly haven't ever heard of an osteopath until honestly like I met her. Like I've heard of like chiropractic and then also physiotherapy as well. Um, and she talks about that, how the um, osteo like differs from those two. But yeah, it's ju- it was just like a really good conversation with her and I hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Georgia. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Thanks for having me. So why don't you just tell everyone just a little bit about yourself and what you currently do? Sure. Um, So my name is Georgia Haley. I'm a 24-year-old Australian, a wife, an osteopath, a wedding videographer, and a fur mama to two adorable little pom pups. I moved to Canada in February last year after graduating of January that same year and I'm currently running my osteopathy business in Victoria called Elements Osteopathy since November last year and loving it. Mm, I love that and I completely forgot that you do like like weddings and like do like videography yeah. I was like wait she's just an osteopath but no you do so much more. <laughs> yeah I got, I got a lot of things I got, got my finger in a lot of pies. Yeah, for sure. Um, So how did you get into health and why did you want to study osteopathy? So I came from a very health conscious family and my mum being the pinnacle reason for that. uh, She would have us in osteo appointments after we were born or after we had any like knocks or falls during our younger years. 
and she always made good food a priority. So often as kids, we would be helping her build veggie gardens. We would do worm gardens, have chickens. Um, so she really made a conscious effort to involve us in that environment and educate us on the importance of health, nutrition and exercise. So naturally I kind of fell in love with health in, well, with the health world um, and especially osteopathy. So I would often go with her to her appointments as, as a young kid. And I just couldn't get over how this, she could walk in in pain and this one guy could just make her leave feeling a hundred times better. And my little brain was just like, like he didn't use any machines. He didn't like give her anything. Like, how does that, like, how does that work? Um, but it wasn't until I saw a female osteo that I really thought I could pursue this because up until that point, it was just all men. So I was like, oh, it's very male dominated. But actually it's, I think it's more than 50% female osteos than males. I just hadn't come across one yet. Um, so when I did decide that was what I wanted to do, um, I was very blessed that one out of the two universities in Australia happened to be 30 minutes down the road. So I mean, I didn't have to move away from home. I didn't have to leave that support network. And it was 500 meters from the beach. So I was pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Um, my course was a three years bachelor's and a two years master's with over a thousand clinical practice hours. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's so cool that you, um, like grew up in that, like you like were seeing one, like when you were, was it a baby or like a toddler or? Like yes. Yeah, so mom said she took us in maybe like a month after we were born, just to make sure that, you know, after that birth process that we were all good. Mm. If we kind of fell off anything when we were playing she would take us in make sure that we were still kind of all working well and yeah so I would man I would probably be in there at least once a month and I I remember I would sit at like the receptionist desks and I would make my my fake appointments (laughs) (laughs) it was just yeah it was like almost like a second home being there it was great so cute so with that like what would they do I guess to babies I'm just so curious like um like what would they like help you with so obviously birth is quite a traumatic experience for a baby um and there's a lot of different forces that happen as they come through the pelvis Mm -hmm. and if they've had different interventions whether it was forceps or a vacuum that can alter the head because baby's heads are so malleable um, so it's kind of just making sure all the, the cranial bones are functioning well, that there's no restrictions sometimes, um, like a shoulder will get stuck. So they'll have like shoulder issues. Um, so it's, yeah, kind of just dealing with any traumatic birth experiences or, you know, if a baby is fussy or has colic or reflux, um, that's also something else that osteos will help with. So I don't remember the specifics on what I necessarily got brought in for, but, obviously it all worked so yeah. I'm still here <laughs> it's so cool yeah I just didn't think that you could like do it on babies I remember you like I think you posted a video for a real mm-hmm. like recently and I was like that's so cool like I just didn't think that you could do it like on like little kids you know yeah so I probably treat a third of my patients are probably babies oh, my wow. youngest was five weeks oh wow yeah that's so cool yeah so could you explain what osteopathy is and like what it can help with because I know it can help with like so many different things (laughs) yeah um so osteopathy it's a hands-on manual therapy that treats the body um, as a whole rather than just the symptoms 
So we deal with all different um, systems of the body, including muscular, visceral, circulatory, um, and so forth. But we're most known for treating um, pain conditions and injuries. So a common list of things you would see in osteo 4 would include back pain, neck pain, strains, sprains, postural issues, pregnancy-related pain, um, and so much more. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, obviously, like I went and saw you in for like my like my knee, but then you were working on like my hips too, and like mm-hmm. different things. Like I didn't just you didn't just like work on my knee, which I find just so cool. Like you're working like on the body like as a whole, not just like isolating parts, which I find just like super just like fascinating in that. So um with like osteo, like how does it differ from like physiotherapy and chiropractic? Because definitely like when I was like just looking in issues like with my knee, I was like thinking of seeing physio, but like I didn't know anyone that was a physio. So could you explain Mm -hmm. just like how it is like like a similar like different? So I feel like to kind of look at the differences between osteo, I'll just talk through a little bit about like the principles that we um, base like our practice on. Um, So osteo was founded in the 1900s by Dr. A.T. Still, um, and his major focus was the body as a whole. Um, So the four osteopathic principles we follow is the body is a unit, so nothing functions independently. Um, Everything is viewed as an interrelated group, Um, a group of organ systems that all depend on one another, all compensating for one another um, and dealing with the demands of the internal and external environment. Uh, The second principle is the body is a self-regulating and self-healing system. Um, So really as an osteo, we're just there to support someone's body and their system. We don't necessarily say that we fix the issue. Um, We got taught like that a lot in in um, school that yeah we're not there to go and fix or like treat someone but we're just there to remove any kind of blockages or help the body better um, you know accommodate any of those um, environmental or physical factors and stresses of life Um, so the body's always constantly trying to resist or neutralize or overcome various stresses so the degree in which the body is successful um, determines its state of health So if it can handle those stresses without excessive demand, then it remains healthy. But if you lack that balance, um, then that's when disease and illness can occur. Um, Thirdly, the relationship between structure and function is interrelated, meaning that the musculoskeletal system can create changes in the other systems. Um, So that our founder, AT still saw that the musculoskeletal system was the largest of them all and it accounts for about 60% or more of our body's mass. And he always emphasised the role um, that it played in influencing the rest of the body. Um, And then the last principle is um, rational therapy is based on those first three, which makes sure we always consider the patient holistically. So in terms of differing from physio and chiro would mainly be like those principles and treating as a whole. So chiropractors relate back to the spine for their treatment and have a very specific skill set, while osteopaths have more of a variety in terms of what and how we treat. Um, Physiotherapy works more for rehabilitation on an injury and it's more exercise based. So you almost get the best of both worlds in osteo because you get that hands on um, treatment, but you also do get some exercise prescriptions if necessary. 
Um, so that's probably the difference between those two. Yeah, I would say like, yeah, like for sure, like definitely with like the exercises that I mean that you've like told me to do, I guess, yeah, you don't get that with like, like chiropractic, you know, chiropractic care. Yeah. And you'll often only see a chiropractor for like 10 to 15 minutes where mm-hmm. you're seeing me for quite um, a considerable amount of time. So for us, we learn a lot about the person and, and their body and you'll be able to feel like get kind of get used to that body and how it moves and how it, um, you know, accommodates for just life. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I guess it takes time to like, you know, like with chiropractic, um, they just adjust you in like 10 minutes or so. I mean, with like osteo, like you do like, I guess like an hour session to begin with and then like a 30 minute follow-up or like 45 minute. And then you just have more time with like knowing the person's like how they function and then their like body and all. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so could you explain like what a session like looks like? Could you just like run us through like an initial session as well as like what follow-up like appointments will look like? Yeah. So basically um, an initial appointment, it's now along. Uh, and during this time, I take a thorough medical history. So that will include um, any past injuries, family medical history, your occupation, your diet, how well you're sleeping, how stressed you are. <laughs> um, so then we talk about the main complaint, like what kind of brings you in, what you're worried about. And then I'll ask questions about that. So, you know, how long has it been there for? Like, what does the pain feel like? Does it have a pattern? Um, And then, yeah, just a whole question, um, heap of questions around that. And then we'll do um, a bit of a whole body assessment and identify any restrictions or dysfunctions that might be going on within the body. And then kind of like focus down to that area of complaint and do more specific testing. Um, And then we get stuck into treatment. Um, So that can look very direct or indirect. So direct meaning more pressure and indirect meaning less pressure. So I think what um, a lot of people don't know is we spend five years honing our palpation skills. So those that sensory um, touch and feeling. So when I put my hands on someone, I'm not just feeling like the skin, but I'm feeling all the different layers. I can feel um, like the breath moving within those structures under my hand so I think that's what also makes us different to those other professions is they haven't had maybe necessarily the same amount of time to develop those palpation skills and that's what we're most known for is that yeah the feeling of the body Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah patients will typically take about three to four treatments to get a significant change depending on the nature of the complaint, whether it's acute or chronic. Um, so that will just determine how long it takes to resolve the injury. Wow. Yeah. It's very like thorough, which I enjoy. Like I, I like that part because like you don't really, if you're just asking like 10 questions, like you can't get a full on like health history yep. of like, someone <laughs> and like how, you know, they feel and like what their issues are and like, yeah, just what they've been through. Um, so I really do like that aspect and how it's like very much so like hands-on and you get those like manual like yeah just like the manual therapy yeah for sure so like say I come to you like from like my knee um for example you're not just going to look at the knee could you explain like what else you're going to like I guess like look for that could like be an an issue Mm -hmm. so I was actually just writing a a blog post on um fascia so 
that's kind of an interesting um, topic and space that we treat. So basically your whole body, if you think like the skin, but another layer underneath the skin, it's called the fascia. So the best way to describe it is it's basically like the white covering of a mandarin orange. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like web-like. So that that is basically covering our whole system. Um, it protects our muscles. It lubricates. It transfers fluids all around our body. And it kind of will weave in patterns. So if you have a knee injury, then an adhesion will occur in that space and it will pull down that fascia line. So you may be feeling it elsewhere or it may be compensating for something further up. So when someone comes in, say, for knee pain, I'm like, okay, well, it might not specifically be the knee. It could actually be just being referred from the hip, let's say. So like for osteos, the culprit for pain is not necessarily where you're feeling it. It's actually coming from somewhere else, which I think is what makes osteo so nice is because we do have that holistic view we don't just focus on that pain area, but make sure that the rest of your body is functioning correctly. Um, so that's kind of like a little, a little way you could explain it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And could you also explain, I forgot this question, but about like cupping. Cause I know that's what you did on me for like helping to like break up. Was it like breaking up the fascia or just like releasing it? Could you be like, explain mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So again, with treatment, that fascia can be, treated either directly or indirectly so the cupping is just a direct method to yeah help break up those adhesions to increase blood flow and um uh, tissue kind of fluid in that area to make sure that um yeah everything is being able to be moved um you can also treat the fascia more indirectly which is uh, basically you're more encouraging it to unwind itself rather than kind of manually doing it so I always say to patients, you have to treat the fascia first before you can treat the muscles well because they encompass the muscles. Mm. So if you're not getting that outer layer, then you can't get to the muscles properly. Mm. So it's kind of one thing in our job is you're also educating people. You're also educating them about their bodies and how it moves and, you know, what makes a, a body work well, basically. We're, we're a big machine. We're complex and we are so complex like it's so hard to kind of wrap your head around everything but if you can get those little gold nuggets of you know well my osteo told me this and okay that's going to make you know my knee feel better but not necessarily be like a super aggressive um treatment yeah Yeah. sure I love that you you um bring in like that education piece to like yeah just educate like your clients and patients just about like their body because it's huge I think that if you just go in for a treatment and then you just see, say, I don't know, just see like a doctor for like 10 minutes. I mean, usually it's just like a prescription or like whatever. And then you're kind of like out the door. That's why I think I really like the holistic approach where it's like you're viewing the body as a whole. And then like you're educating, you know, the people that come to see you to like help them like further. And then they can like do stuff at home and like exercises and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is like, I guess, like the most common thing that people come in? Would you say it's like knee or like back or? They say our bread and butter is back and neck pain. Okay. That's probably, um, yeah, the most common complaint that people will come in for. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason in the last two weeks, I've had a lot of abdominal issues and gut gut issues come in. 
Um, mm. So that's something else that we can treat to really support the system and make sure there's lots of blood flow to the gut, that it's all moving well. Um, yeah, so I've, I've had actually quite a few patients come in for that recently, yeah. So with the gut, like, is there some place that you, like, start with, like, that you go to, like, the hips for or... Like, I'm not sure like where, but like, where would you like, I guess, help to like support that? Yeah. So basically hips first, making sure um, that they're balanced and kind of like all aligned. And then I'll go to the sacrum and make sure that there's a lot of blood flow to that area because you do Mm -hmm. have a lot of nerves that run through there. Um, I check out the hip flexors because the hip flexors actually sandwich your lumbar plexus, which is where all of like your back nerve kind of come from. Um, So making sure that they're not super tight and compressing. And then basically I get stuck right into the gut. I'll do some colon lifting. So that's more direct and I'll actually go and try and lift um, the large intestine off like the back, the back wall and create space um and then yeah just fascia unwinding make sure that the if there's any adhesions kind of around that area complaint that they're broken up um i just do like a nice abdominal massage to kind of get yeah blood flow moving and any kind of constipation that might be hanging around which um, a lot of people get a lot of relief from which is really nice so yeah it depends on the person and what they necessarily come in for um i find that the diaphragm is involved a lot with a lot of gut stuff and that can be quite tight people feel like they can't get that deep breath in so mm-hmm. treating that's always a big relief but yeah so many things to help support that gut system that's really cool i didn't think about about that you could like support the gut but it seems like you know like that you can do like a lot in that area obviously yeah with like constipation mm-hmm. like just like massaging that um Cause I feel like that can be like a very tense area too. Yeah. But yeah. And then also I had a question that just came up to mind. Can you help with posture? I mean, that sounds weird, but I know that you got some of those strap things in the mail. So like, could you mm. help with like people's like posture? Yeah. So basically I have um, my, these posture braces that were designed from my osteomental back home. Ooh. She, actually went through the whole process of designing them, going over to the warehouse where they were made um, and, yeah, going through and making sure the materials and the fit were all good because she deals a lot with um, athletes and a lot of big high sports people. Um, so basically you wear them for a maximum of two hours a day in your most compromising position. So whether that's, you know, sitting at a desk and you're doing a lot of forward movements um, or you can wear them to kind of set your posture for the day as like a reset almost from when you wake up. Um, yeah, so they basically, they just hold you in a neutral position. You wear it for those hour or two and then your body will know when you come out of that neutral position and you're like, you can feel it. I, I literally wear it for like two minutes and I'll kind of take it off and I'll be good for a bit and then I'll slouch and I'll be like, oh no, that doesn't feel like, that feels weird if I slouch, I need to come back. Um, So yeah, it's just a support. Again, it's not a quick fix or anything. It's just a reminder. Um, And yeah. But would you say like, if you, I guess, like did it over time, like, like do it for a month, I don't know, for like an hour a day, like it would be, you would see like the lasting effects for like months to come or do you need to like- Yeah, for sure. Because basically you are- you're creating that pathway in your brain to say like, this is my, this is my normal. For people who sit a lot, their muscles are shortened specifically in their legs and their back. 
So then those muscles think, oh, this is my new normal. So they'll never stretch, you know, past that shortened state. So wearing that posture resets that muscle kind of tension and their new normal. So yeah, if you do continually wear it, then you will feel those effects later on because your body will recognize this is my neutral state. This is where I need to be. So, I mean, I would highly recommend them for anyone who has a desk job. Um, I feel like that is just, yeah, that's where people need to be wearing them is on the computer and anything kind of forward and where those shoulders are coming forward. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, that's just your, like, natural, like, position. Or even if you're, like, sitting on a couch, like, you're just <laughs> want to, like, go in. But it's, like, you got to, like, yeah, like, push them back, I guess, right? To, like, help, like, correct that posture. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I have one last question for you. What is one thing that you do to look mm-hmm. nourished? So, for me, um, I think it's really listening to my body. I think a lot of people um, nowadays they're just so out of tune of what's internally and physically going on inside themselves um, like your body talks it really it tells you what it needs and what it doesn't need it could be something super subtle or maybe not so subtle uh, yeah so I really try to check in with myself mm. yeah I really like that I've definitely been focusing on that more just since like starting my health journey like a few years ago but yeah like it gives us like signs and like symptoms and like cues like I mean you can mm-hmm. either listen to it when it's whispering at you and you have like mild symptoms or you can wait until it's screaming at you and then you're like in, in like really bad pain so I think that's like really important obviously like to focus on yeah so where can everyone find you and connect with you So you can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Elements Osteopathy, and you can reach me on my website at elementsosteopathy.ca. Yay. I'll be sure to link that below so people can just click you, click it and find you. It'll take you to there. (laughs) But thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Georgia. I really enjoyed chatting with you today. Perfect. Thanks for having me, Katerina. So that is today's episode all about osteopathy. As you can see, Georgia is just super knowledgeable. I mean, after studying it for five years, like she really knows her stuff. And if you are in Victoria, be sure to check her out. She is just such an amazing practitioner and you will not be disappointed. And also, if you have been listening for a while or you listened today and you really enjoyed the episode, I appreciate it if you left a reading or a review on Apple, and I'm pretty sure you can leave them on Spotify now, but yeah, I would just really appreciate that, and I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day. I'll see you in next week's episode. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.